want us to just say short, um, um, some short declarations because one of the things that God has called us to do is to make declarations. We have prayed. How many of us know we have prayed? Hallelujah. We have prayed and we want to just keep making declarations. We want to keep making sure that our confessions remain the same about who God says we are because God doesn't change. Because there is a lockdown or a shutdown or there's sickness and disease going, you know, being very obvious because there's always been sickness and disease killing people just like that, even before. But now that it seems like it's become so obvious and what they call a pandemic, doesn't mean that God has changed. God is still the same. And so let's make some declarations that God, that God, that there's healing in the land. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your healing in the land. We declare that there is healing in the land. For those that need healing, there is healing, there is restoration. We thank you that we are not walking in fear. The church is not walking in fear. Individuals are not walking in fear. That the, 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 the rumors, the rumors, <laughs> we know what your word says that in the last days there shall be rumors. Rumors of wars, wars and things like that. And we know that there is quite a bit of rumors going on. But we declare, we declare what your word says concerning us that while we are still here, your word lets us know that for the sake of the elect, that those days will be shortened. And so we understand that for our sake, we can claim the shortening even of this plague and this, this pandemic. We have claimed it. We declare it. We expect it in the name of Jesus. We declare also that the saints are marching on. The saints are moving on. The saints are arising. The saints are shining as light. The body of Christ is shining as light, even in this time in the name of Jesus. Now we are understanding what we are really made of. We declare that we are understanding what we are really made of and that we are making adjustments. The adjustments that need to be made and we are coming out stronger, not weaker. We are not withdrawing, but we are stronger. We are not withdrawing. We are advancing and we declare that at the end of this, that the world will take note that we have been with Jesus that the church is the church of Christ in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. Can we have a shout in the house? Hallelujah! Glory, 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 glory. I see you over there in the house. Are you shouting? You need to do your own shouting. Hallelujah! Glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so glad to have this opportunity to be able to just, you know, have church in this way, both here and online. And I want to encourage you, focus, focus like you are in church. Amen. Put that food away. Stop cooking. Stop the cooking. Stop the multitasking and focus on the word of God because God has something for you and God needs to strengthen us. We're able to be able, we need to be in the position where we can receive God's word so we can be strengthened in a time like this so that we can be of great use to the world because the world needs us like never before. So we need to shine in this time. And the thing that makes us shine is the word of God. Amen. Now, we're going to take our offering this morning, as usual, it's part of our worship, a major, major part of our worship. Even though the enemy has tried so hard to fight bringing God an offering, but we as the church have decided that we are not backing down. It doesn't matter what is going on. And we're going to look at some interesting thing in, things in scriptures today that's going to kind of um, help us see that how important, important it is to actually stay in the place of faith 
even through our seed in this season. So turn your Bible real quick to Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. But first of all, I just want us to remind, I just want to remind us about something. God is a God of increase. And because God is God, it doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It doesn't matter the situation. God can increase you any how, any place, any time, any circumstance, any situation, any part of the world, whether you are in the desert or you are in the Garden of Eden. That's just who he is. He's a God of increase. And I wanna, I'm, we're going to look again and remind ourselves that even in this time where people are talking about the pandemic, this is not the time for us to begin to fear, is God going to take care of me? God will take care of you. God will do his part. You just have to believe. Your part is to believe. Now, when, when the flood happened in the book of Genesis, we see that the whole earth was destroyed. But at the end of the day, God said to, to Noah, he said, and we see it in scriptures in Genesis 8.22, he says, as long as the earth remains, he says, seed time and harvest will not cease. Cold and heat, you can put it up there, praise the Lord. So in other words, when you see that there is day and night, when there is cold and there is heat, all of those things are still going on, that means that God is faithful to bring the harvest. And if God is faithful to bring the harvest, we ourselves have to be faithful to sow the seed. Because there is no harvest with no seed. Amen? And so whether we are sowing our seeds of faith, we are sowing our seeds of joy, we are sowing our seeds of, of money, we are sowing whatever it is. But there is a law of Genesis, though, in terms of um, everything produces after its kind. And so that means that whatever it is that you are desiring of God in this season, that is what you want to plant. Amen? Because the Bible says that everything produces after its own kind. And so in, in Genesis, we see, you can look at it later, Genesis 8.22, where it says that seed time and harvest will never cease. But in Genesis, okay, look at it there. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That's God's promise. That's God's promise. And if we believe that God is faithful, then we should know that he will definitely cause us to reap a harvest. Now, the part that we need to be concerned about is whether we are faithful in sowing our seeds. Amen? Are you faithful? Yes. I am faithful. I'm staying strong in it. Now, I want to show us something in, um, in, um, in, in Genesis 12. In Genesis 12. Verse 1, we're already there about how a, a famine happened in the land. But I want to remind you, I just feel like reminding you about Philippians 4, 18 to 19. The Bible says that the way that our needs are being met is not about the economy of this world. Philippians 4, for, um, um, 4 18 to 19. When the, when the Philippians, the people of God, had brought their gifts to the house of God, to Paul. Paul had received it and he said something. He said, I've received your gifts. I've received all of these things. You have sown it. But guess what? I'm not the one who is going to bring, give it back to you. There's somebody who is going to give it back to you because if I'm the one going to give it back to you, in other words, I'm paraphrasing, then I have to depend on what's going on around. I will have to depend on the circumstance, the situations, the economy. But because I'm not the one giving it back to you, he says, to you, he says but my God, I'll just read from verse 18. It says, Indeed, I have all and I abound. I am full, having received from Ep Epaphroditus and the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. 
But, verse 19, he says that, but my God shall supply your needs. Verse 19, can you put it up? According to his, his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Isn't that, isn't that something that is encouraging? Yeah. It's encouraging. So that means that it doesn't matter what the government is doing. Come on now. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your job is doing. If you are focused on God and you are positioned to hear the Holy Ghost, you are good. Amen. You believe what the word says, you are good. Because the way that God will meet our needs as sowers, as believers, is not by the things that are going on around. He says that it's according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And this scripture all of a sudden becomes so, so relevant to some of us, right? In this time when it looks like so much uncertainty, and that's the reason why we are standing on the word of God. The word of God is our certainty and it is sure. It's a sure foundation to stand on. Now, this, this, this um, scripture wasn't just put there. Paul had seen something. Paul knew something. He had seen throughout God's dealings with his people how that from plagues and from disasters and from shaking of nations and from famines that God himself had taken care of his people. So that gave him the confidence to declare this. And we're going to look at some of those things because it's all over scriptures. Amen? Now, the first one is Genesis. We're going all the way back to Genesis. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 12, it says that, that um, from verse 10, we'll read from verse 10, you can put it up there, that there was famine in the land. It says, and there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And so I don't want to go through reading everything, but I'll just tell you very briefly what happened. The Bible tells us that as, as they were going, he said to his wife, hey, babe, <laughs> he says, you are fine, fine, fine. Sure, you are exceptionally fine. That if we even attempt to go as man and wife, they are going to kill me for your sake. Now, sometimes I think about how fine was this woman? <laughs> how fine was this woman that Abraham was so afraid of his life? That he will say, look, let's tell the half-truth here. Because he just withheld some truth. Because actually she was his half-sister. Amen? And so he said, just tell them that you are my sister. Don't tell them about the part where you are married. We are married. And, and one of the things that I know many believers sometimes struggle with here is that Abraham lied. Abraham lied. He lied. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But one of the things that we need to remember is that the law was not there at that time. There was no law at that time. Amen. And so um, even though lying was still wrong, it's not as if I'm saying that it was okay. But now you know the law is here. So you can't say uh, Abraham did it. So I'm going to do it. No, there was no law at that time. Even against marrying his half-sister, there was no law against lying that he knew about. Amen. But it, was, it has always been a law of the spirit. But just that they did not know it as a law that time, at that time. So as, we, as, we, as, they, as they went into that nation and that country, you find that, I'm going to skip some scripts, some verses. You find that just like he said, just like he said it happened, they were like, wow, this woman is beautiful. So much that her fame, the fame of her beauty got to Pharaoh's ears. And Pharaoh said, this woman, you guys are talking, bring her, bring her, bring her. Hallelujah. And he got her into his house. And the Bible lets us know that he's, he, he, was, he wasn't trying to make her queen. So that was sin. 
And God was not about to tolerate that. He wasn't trying to make her queen. He was trying to put her in a harem. Can you imagine? Mother of the nations, God's, God's, uh, uh, the person that God was going to use to fulfill his promise, trying to put her in your harem. She's a queen. Hallelujah. But anyway, good enough. He didn't touch her. Nothing was done to her sexually or anything like that. But however, God still made sure, praise the Lord, that they were punished. Because the Bible lets us know that there was a plague. Let's read. No, no, before we go there, look at verse 16. In from verse 15, we see that the princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. Then in verse 16, the Bible says that, And he entreated Abraham well for her sake. Now, this is in the middle of famine. And he was having favor. And he said, and he had sheep and oxen, and he asses, and men servants, and maid servants, and she asses, and camels. Praise the Lord. Now God waited until he had given him all this stuff. And then verse 17 says that, and the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Adam's, Abraham's wife. Now these are the things that we've been saying, that even in the midst of a plague, that this is the time for the church to shine. That God can bring wealth. That God has told us earlier that he's bringing wealth even out of this season. Now, our part, which is so vital that we keep in the front of our minds and our hearts, is to make sure that we believe it. That we believe it, we expect it, we look out for it. Because once God says it, it means that he makes opportunities, he makes a way. He, he, He doesn't go back on his word. The Bible says he's not a man that you should lie. So let's, we're not concerned about whether God is going to do it. How is he going to do it? Wow. Things look so tough. Yes, he will. But we just need to position ourselves. Look at it. It's all over scriptures. And the Bible says that he plagued, um, he plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And I'll just jump over to verse 20. And the Bible says that the Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Put up the next chapter, verse 13. In the next chapter, you see that Abraham went out. The Bible says, And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him, and into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Now, the Bible says that Abraham came out with lot and his family and the possessions that he had, but he didn't say Abraham was very rich. Now, after the famine, now we see the Bible says that Abraham was very rich. And the Bible qualifies how rich he was. It says in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And so that means that he had food to eat, and then he had money in his pocket. So we don't need to be afraid of whether we have food to eat. We'll have food to eat. And we'll have money in our pocket because we serve a living God. Amen. And you know, one of the interesting things I find about this, you can go back and look at it again, that they didn't just give him herds of cattle and everything to give him extra work to do. They gave him servants, maid servants and male servants to do the work, workers. Hallelujah. (laughs) Abraham's workers increased after the famine. Isn't that awesome? I don't know about you, but that really makes me feel like, whoa, that's the God. Lord, you are the God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And so one of the things that we see is that we see the favor of God. We see the provision of God. And also in farming, you know, there's also protection. 
And that's something that we need, need to, to believe God even in this time. And sometimes people wonder about. Let's go and see again what happened. His son had the same thing in uh, uh, Genesis 26. Please put up Genesis 26. Praise the Lord. Are we, we're not missing our blessings. Are we missing our blessings? No we are not missing our blessings. We are the light and, we're, and um, that light that, has, that God has put on the inside of us will show us the way. But one of the things that people are tempted to do or is very tempting in times like this many times is to withhold seed. But I want to encourage you that as long as God is blessing, keep sowing. And I know that God will keep blessing. You keep bringing in your tithes, keep bringing in your offerings because this is God's way. There's no other way. And there's, no other, there's no other way. It's faith in God. And one of the things that our seed does is a proof of our faith. And God has determined that it is by seed time and harvest. And if we believe God, we have to do it God's way. Now in Genesis 26, the Bible says that, And there was famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went into Abimelech, king of the Philistines. So let's look at verse 11, because I don't want to keep going all of that. He also experienced the same thing, where he was concerned about his beautiful wife again. Man, the people of God are supposed to be beautiful. <laughs> and we are beautiful, amen? Praise the Lord. So, but anyway, now if you look at verse 11, let's, let's look at verse 11 here. He says that Abimelech charged all his people, saying that, that, that he that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. So in the midst of famine, in the midst of plagues, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of um, troubled circumstances and situations, God always finds a way to protect. Abimelech didn't, I'm sorry, um, Isaac didn't even ask for the protection that he got. But he, but he got, the king gave him his own personal word of protection. How much more the God that we serve. Amen? How much more the God that we serve. And one of the reasons why I bring that up is this. Because sometimes when people are so afraid in one area, it also affects the other areas. So we don't need to be afraid in any area so that we are untouched. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't allow fear in any area at all. Amen? Amen. Because the God that we serve is a God who keeps us. Now the Bible says in verse 12, where I'm going... It says, then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. Tell somebody, he received, he received a, hundredfold. a hundredfold. In what year? The year in the year of famine. The same year of famine, Isaac sowed. Isaac did not withhold his seed. He didn't say, look, 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 we don't know what's going to happen. Let's eat this seed. Don't plant that yam. Eat it. <laughs> no. He said, take the seed. And people always sow the best See, if they want a good bumper harvest, they always sow the best. And so that's what they did. They went and they sowed seed even in the midst of the famine. And the Bible records that he didn't receive 30-fold. He didn't receive 60-fold. He received what? A hundred-fold in that same year. And I like verse 14. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it. The Bible says from verse 12 again, Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. 14. For he had possessions of flock, possession of flock, and possession of herds, and great store of servants, and the Philistines, what? Envied 
him. Come on, your Bible says, and God said to us very specifically that this year will shine. And one thing that happens when people are shining that is that people envy them. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So people are going to envy you this year because you are what? Shining. But there is something that comes before that. That is believing God and walking by faith. Hallelujah. Can we give a shout offering to God first? Hallelujah. This is the year of our shining. Now, of course, those of you that are watching online, you can give through to Love Foundation through PayPal. And we have the Zelle. I'm sure the number is going to be shown on your screen. 301-741-1937. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. When you are giving, give reverentially. Give in faith and give with a heart of expectation. And you will see that God is faithful. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we're, we're going to pray over the seed. Hallelujah. It looks as if they shut it down. 